Well, in a weekend that should have been um, great celebration, there was another incident of a player going down in the Premier League. Um, Luton Town's Tom Lockyer uh, goes down in their match against uh, against Bournemouth, and the game is abandoned. Uh, we're going to get into that and more this week. Uh, this is Red Card Radio. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever you're listening. Thanks for tuning in. Red Card Radio is a weekly look at the Premier League from tonight. It's two friends who support different clubs. My name is James. Uh, I support Arsenal. Uh, with me tonight, that is Sean. He's over there. We're both on the same line today. Uh, Brad is at work. He is, uh, you know, terrible hours for him just based on uh, his line of work. But uh, condolences, Brad. Uh, we will see you soon. Um before we jump into this conversation, though, if you could hit that subscribe button, ring the sub notification bell, share this uh, podcast or video with a friend so that maybe Brad one day doesn't have to work crazy hours during the holiday season. So, um, yeah, it's a thought. It's, it's, I think that's Brad's dream to not have to work crazy hours in the holiday season. Yeah. So if you guys uh, care for Brad at all, you should like, subscribe, share with rate, review. Uh, review five stars tell your mom about it get her to actually log on to her account and do it for her yes yeah she would know technologically uh challenged she wouldn't know what's going on um a lot of boomers quick quick comment from uh from will from last week uh he never thought he'd hear the forest green rover reference on a red card radio so big ups to you sean for that uh, that's right baby we got sometimes we got to run it around town you know you gotta gotta get the lay of the land who's coming up who's going down what's happening in the leagues that we don't hear about it you know not everybody's got espn plus Shout out could be could be a sponsor. We could make more people subscribe to ESPN Plus true. if you were a sponsor. But right true. now, not pushing for that. Not yeah. pushing for that. True, true, true. Um, all right, so you guys can check these. Uh, these scores are uh, scrolling along the bottom of this podcast. If you are on the uh, the audio version, just uh, pull up a uh, pull up a quick Google search. It'll give you all the scores. So we're gonna just quickly kind of uh, go into this uh, Luton Town game. Uh, Luton Town, uh, Bournemouth hosting Luton Town, and I didn't see this. You, uh, I don't, I don't think either, any of us saw this live while it was happening. Um, no. You, you started texting us uh, about it, about it, Sean, when, when it was going on. Yeah, I saw, I saw something on the socials about it, um, and quickly went downstairs and and put on the game. I was, f- forgive me. Uh, red car radio fans for not being eager to watch Bournemouth Luton. Um, but I quickly went downstairs, but by that time they had, you know, there's no cameras directly on him. Yeah. Uh, if he still was on the field, who knows? Um, they were just kind of looking around the crowd and there was, de- I mean, absolute radio silence from the, from the announcers. Uh, yeah. It was just the, just the sounds of the stadium. So it was uh second half, um, Early into the second half, about around the 60th minute or so, um, I guess he, uh, he he just goes down. I'm not sure if I think he went up for a header, and then and this is my understanding he goes up for a header and comes down, and uh, he suffered a cardiac arrest on the on the field. They were able to uh, resuscitate him, and he's currently in the hospital um, recovering. Um, but it's pretty scary stuff. Um, I know that like we have a whole lot more emphasis these days in sports about cardiac um like like uh 
like cardiac tests and ensuring that everyone uh, everyone's hearts are working appropriately and, and able to handle the stress and the rigors of professional sports. Uh, but this is the uh, this is the second time, or no, well, not the second time. This is you know this is happening more and more frequently in uh, in football. Uh, so it's just a uh, big shout out to the medical teams at Bournemouth and uh, all of their capabilities because they they definitely saved his life. Um, well, yeah, and one thing, you know, Brittany was kind of looking over my shoulder trying to figure out what's going on, the same as I was, and I said, well. You know, l- luckily, the the good thing is after Erickson, the Erickson situation, the EPL mandated that they all have defibrillators on on site, yeah, uh, and readily available during the game. And her response was, "Wait, they weren't always made to do. They weren't always forced to do that." And I was like, "No, most teams, most teams had it. Yeah, but it was a UEFA rule, not a Premier League rule." And because of it's, that, now he is. He all teams are forced to have it. It's just it's um. I mean, it's an expense, right? Getting getting AEDs yeah. in stadiums is is an expense that somebody has to foot the bill for. Um, Upkeep, and everything. Yeah. You can uh, you can kind of understand some of the smaller clubs being like, well, I mean, in this day and age, probably not. You would kind of expect every every football club to have at least one AED, if not two. I don't know how expensive they are. But me neither. I wouldn't begin to know how much they cost. But if it was more than two thousand dollars, I would be surprised. Yeah, and you would imagine that even if it was two thousand, even if it was five thousand dollars, you would imagine there's probably some organization or fund that is willing to help uh, procure these for sports uh, events. I know that um, anecdotally, um, my son plays recreational sports in our county in Virginia. And I'm fairly certain that all of the facilities that we have been to, um, whether they are county parks or school baseball fields or school soccer fields, they all have uh, AEDs uh, in kind of like central locations. So it's becoming more prevalent, um, but it's just a reminder of the fragile nature of the human experience. And uh, so uh, there's not been a whole lot of information um, out of Tottenham, they are, you know, definitely giving, uh, or Luton, excuse me. Yeah. They're definitely giving, um, a lot of privacy and, and it's well-deserved. I mean, like no one needs the official to be statement his... was that, yeah, their official statement was that he was alert on the field and responsive. He is at the, the regional hospital, I guess somewhere in Bournemouth. Yeah. Uh, he is stable. Uh, he is with family members and, you know, appreciation to the to the Bournemouth medical staff yeah. for for their for their handling of it. It was something to that effect. So yeah, he is a... he is alert, responsive, and stable. So that is the good news. Um, yeah. So we we it, you can let us know in the comments if uh, you appreciate that coverage. It's hard to uh, it's hard to have a a soccer podcast that should, for all intents and purposes, be joyful and generally. Uh, a good experience and have to cover things like this. Um, but we felt, we felt obligated to say something. So obviously um, thinking about uh, Tom Locklear and hoping for a speedy recovery for him and for his family. Um, so absolutely. Uh, we are going to uh, turn our attention though, to the games that uh, were played to completion. Um, Brad texted us something. Brad knew beforehand that he wasn't going to be here uh, for tonight's recording 
And he texted us something about this uh, Chelsea Sheffield, um, you know, results. And I, you know, I'm done scrolling through my text messages. Hey, it was probably something to the effect of we back baby. Um, Cobham has the best academy in the world. Oh, Cole Palmer, get out of here with Cole that Palmer, Starboy, um, Cobham Academy product, blah, blah, blah. I don't, I'm not really sure. Um, it was yeah. probably reckless. Um, <clears throat> but you know, as much as Brad wants to be excited about um, about Chelsea, they are still um, 10th. Um, and anecdotally, they would be behind Everton if Everton uh, didn't have a 10-point deduction. And so that's, yes. an indi- that's an indictment on Chelsea's season, if there could possibly be one. Hey, they're back. They're back, baby. Um, speaking of teams that are back, um, Spurs. Spurs are back, baby. Tottenham are back? Tottenham are back. I think this is confirmed. Uh, I don't know. We're back to winning. That's the good. The good thing is, I, I think, I think my funny text was, well, uh, we got a red. We're we're showing improvement <laughs> because we got a red card and then didn't decide to get another one. That's that's uh, improvement right there. Just yeah. don't get the the next one. Uh, because playing with nine men is not a uh recommended way to win football games um but no you have no, they, com- you have no complaints about that red card though on uh Bissuma, no right n- no this one i don't think anyone with a working frontal lobe could watch that video and <laughs> say that that was not a red it's, card it was absolutely a red card because i saw on i didn't i hadn't seen i hadn't seen the video of it and I saw Goldbridge texting about it. Mark Goldbridge, obviously uh, of the United Stand, and he's one of like the biggest Manchester United yeah. YouTubers. For those who don't know, um, but he 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 tweeted. And he was indignant about it. He was like, "How is this a red card? This is another situation where you know the players are going for the ball, and it's you know they had to watch it five times on super slow mo to for it to be a red card." So when I when I heard that, I was like, "Oh, this is going to be a soft red card. Like this is going to be a questionable red card." I watched I watched the video one time, and was like, <laughs> "Without question, that's a red card." For, um, for everybody who didn't see it, uh, similar, very similar to the Romero. Uh, challenge two players are running at each other towards the ball yeah the the nottingham player gets to the ball first it, it is kind of a wonky bounce yeah the nottingham player accurately hits the ball but soon, and it is in the air it is it is maybe a foot 18 inches off the ground it is in the air the nottingham player gets the gets to the ball gets the touch basuma is wildly errant and it wasn't even if the Nottingham player didn't touch the ball, he was still going to miss the ball. Yeah. And with the ins, with the underside of his cleat hit the top of the shin like of, he the, was like of the other player. Inches away yeah. from his knee. Yeah. Like it gets this was so high on his leg. This was late. Uh, he missed. Studs up. It was reckless. <laughs> it was studs. It was dangerous. Uh, and, and Yates, however, I will say this. Yates was a menace. <laughs> and didn't get cautioned. It was incredible. This guy, uh, how it, like he was fouling all over the place and did not get a yellow. Dude, they let which they is let, remarkable to me. They let the little teams get away with freaking bloody murder. Oh, it's it's um, insane. But in this instance, he was legitimately <laughs> straight red card fouled, and there, I wanted to be upset about it. 
and then I watched it. <laughs> yeah, and you I can't was, be. I'm just like, okay, all right, well, so here we go. Uh, Basuma's got his. This is the second red of the year. He is out for four. That he has got his cushion to go into the Afcon healthy. Yeah, and this is we're we're saying sayonara to uh, Basuma until probably like late January, early February, something like that. It's insane. Uh, I believe he's he's Cameroonian. I believe. Um, I will need to look that up briefly. But like, what? Uh, how many maybe. games do Tottenham play between now? One. When does Afcon start? Do you know off the top of your head? Two. I believe it is the second week of January. Where is he in our players list? There he is. Four. So with the FA Cup tie, the last game, if it's the second week in January, then he would have already been gone for the uh, the Manchester United Spurs game on January 14th, and that would be game four. Now, here's an he interesting... Pl- he plays He plays for Mali, who are not known to be a good footballing nation uh, other than him. That I know of off the top of my head. So he could be back after the group stage. Here's an interesting question. He's obviously called up for international duty. Does that does his does his ban still count? Like the like games that he would be missing for international duty because he's called up by in a in a FIFA recognized event. Like do, would those Tottenham games that he's he can't feature I, in do those count towards the suspension? I don't see why they wouldn't. Yeah, same. But because, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't see why they wouldn't because let's say we live in a world just for this argument that Mohamed Salah was not on the Egyptian team. Yeah. He would still be missing those games. So like, I guess I'm I guess what I'm trying to say if if a it just, just because they were called up to the team doesn't negate their availability for their for their well, home club. You know, like it's you, I think about it like in baseball when they suspend a pitcher for five games or ten games, it's because they can't they don't play every like a pitcher yeah, doesn't play every game. Ten games is suspending them two games. Two exactly. So, so and I know this is slightly different because it's not arbitrary yeah. how many games I'm not sure. is being that suspended. Would be a, but that would be interesting to know. But there are more than four games between now and the international break. So, or not the the Afcon. Uh, but <laughs> we have a problem. Okay, What's the, we we or Tottenham. Tottenham. Okay, tell me about Tottenham's problems. I love Tottenham problems. I love them. Tell me about them. Here's the issue. We're rocking Saar Hoiberg for the next probably four games. Yeah, yeah. All we have left healthy after that is Hoiberg and Skip. That's it. (laughs) Beyond that, we have to hope Vandevin's... No, it's it's dire. (laughs) That's the only other player... That I know of that plays a central defensive midfielder position. Yeah, you know, you're going to be rocking of any, out, of any sort. You're going to be rocking out Brian Hill as a uh, as a six I, against I, Manchester United on January 14th. I don't know what we're going to do. Is <laughs> Lucas Mora still available? What's he doing? <laughs> I mean, it is what it is, mate. You guys are just gonna you're gonna play play your football. I have been trying my best not to complain about it, but I tell you what, it surely doesn't help that boneheads keep getting straight red cards. We got to yeah. stop doing that. The injuries are enough without you getting straight reds. Just stop it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ill discipline is uh, is going to hurt Tottenham this season. So, we, but we are. You sent the. We are disproportionately cautioned. 
<sighs> and I don't know that when I watch games, I don't know that all of them are deserved. I don't think that we are any more reckless than any other team in the league, barring some. There are Arsenal are a very careful team. They do not. You are at the top of the sportsmanship table for a reason. The problem is, is that for so many years we were considered to be ill-disciplined and um, everywhere you went, it was all oh, Arsenal, you know, they can't control their players. They're, you know, sending another player off and this, that, and the other. It's like we, our players have had to tailor their, their game to a degree and play smarter. I do think it is something you learn. Um, and some of Spurs have signed some players recently who haven't played in the Premier League for a while or, or haven't played in the Premier League and they're learning the league more. And I think it is something you have to learn. Um, now, granted, Romero's been here for a minute. Basuma's been here for a minute. Um, like, yeah. Who is the other yeah, red card? So you've had Romero, Basuma, twice Udogi. Udogi yeah. had the double yeah. yellow. Yeah. Well, he's so, new. I mean, double yellow is hard. You know, could happen to anybody. Yeah. Uh, well, the, the, the that was the second red on Chelsea, and that was the worst second yellow <laughs> maybe I've ever seen. Um, but I I do I do let's let's check this let's check this game uh, because it was interesting to me when I looked at it. We had four yellow cards mm-hmm. and a red card. Yep, they had two yellow cards. Uh, in the previous game against Newcastle, we were cautioned three times to one. And there was some ridiculous one. Well, the problem is, is that when you're like, this happened in the Arsenal game against, uh, against born, uh, Brighton this weekend. And maybe we'll use this as a segue to, to, to move on from Spurs, but, um, like the Brighton players, James Milner fouled Saka like five or six times like it was like just like foul 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 it was probably like wasn't five or six, probably yeah. wasn't five or six times but it was just lots of fouls right in a row and he doesn't get a yellow card and then an arsenal player commits their first foul and gets a yellow card because the game had seen so many fouls but they were disproportionately yeah. um committed by brighton players but yeah. It just, the game felt like it was supposed to get a yellow card at this point. And then the referee started giving out yellow cards at that point, both to Arsenal yeah. and Brighton. But it's just kind of like, well, where were our five or like three or four, you know, Options. no more, no more fouls before yeah. I give you a yellow card. Um, So yeah. it's, uh, it, yeah. yeah, that's how it is, you know? So you're, so, and that was. That was your Brighton experience, you say that you were that was well, hack a shack on sack on soccer. I mean, it certainly was at the beginning. Um, we, I mean, we thoroughly, thoroughly controlled that game, thoroughly outplayed them. Um, it was, uh, and, and, and yeah, I mean, it was I, I, Brighton aren't a dirty team, so it's not like, uh, you know, it's not like they're Stoke City or anything like that, but but and for, and for those. Those who are not basketball fans, Hackashack is referring to a basketball tactic that it was well known that Shaquille O'Neal shot about thirty percent from the foul line. So Hackashack was was derived to put backups in and just foul him. It was every brilliant. time he gets the it was every time he gets trick. the ball. Yeah, just don't let him shoot yeah. the ball or dunk it or do brilliant things with the basketball. Just foul him i mean Shaq was probably one of the most physically dominant players of all yes. time and yeah. so the idea is just right as the the lakers got, got halfway up the court just someone to foul Shaq, 
and put and him then on. He has the, to take free. They had to, yeah, like the, the NBA had to change score. the rules uh, in order yeah. to uh, deal with it. Um, but no, it wasn't. It wasn't like that. I mean, like James Milner got done a few times and fouled Saka, um, and then there was one that he just left it in on Saka because he was like, "I'm not, I'm not getting done by you again." Um, but no, I mean, we played well. Uh, had quite a few shots that we. Um, miss that we probably should have scored but winning winning the game 2-0 um i think is a fair reflection uh scored uh jesus off of a, a corner kick and then kai havertz um i mean that's four goals in six games or something like that for him in the premier league um he is he's in a rich vein of form at the moment um and i'm how about, not how about this havertz Richardson redemption arc we got going here huh <laughs> okay well Come i'm on, not that's better than this Come on. <laughs> i'm not really i'm not really uh ready to uh to lump uh havertz in with richarlson yet but um, Whoa. <laughs> same player same player dude. i mean player. I, I will be i will be honest i wasn't super keen on the richarlson uh, excuse me the the kai, the kai havertz transfer when it was announced or when it was being rumored but my statement was always something to the effect of if he helps us win games, if he helps us win the Premier League, then obviously, you know, that's good. And in Arteta, we trust. So, um, yeah, he's helping realistically, us, he's helping us. You're win getting games. You got him to do what he's doing. Yeah. And he's right now. And, and to your point, you noticed it early in the season. Um, we've been talking about his work rate is immense. He's great in the air. He's good off the ball he draws defenders off the ball so he's doing a lot of things that aren't necessarily reflected in goals and assists um that are helping us and um i think we have our 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 first 11 you know whatever the like the best 11 at arsenal is with um or at least whatever arteta it thinks it is with you know white saliba gabriel zinchenko across the back and then uh, Odegaard, Rice, Havertz in the midfield, Martinelli, Saka, and Jesus up top. Like they've they've only played a handful of games to with each other. Um, so uh, we saw on 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 Sunday they they finally played. They started from they, I think it was the fourth game that that eleven started together, and um, it's starting to click more and more. So I, I'm. Cautiously optimistic. We we are currently sitting first uh, when with beating Brighton and Liverpool dropping points against Manchester United um, in quite a crazy result at Anfield. Um, Arsenal are, are first, so I mean I can't complain. Um, but this yes. thirty four shots and they didn't score a goal. Liverpool um, is Onana back. <laughs> baby Onana's back. Um, he's been good in the Premier League, which is the wild thing. Is that Onana has been good in the in the Premier League this year? He's just been absolute refuse in the Champions League. Um, it, but I don't I don't know what it is. I mean, obviously, um, United went with a game plan to frustrate Liverpool and to sit deep and to play for a goalless draw. Um, maybe try and hit him on the counterattack, something like you know what I mean, like. You also use present progressive has been as if they were still in it. it you could just go with the was. Yeah, he true. was refuse okay. because okay, they are fair. completely out. <laughs> that is true. They <laughs> because finished he fourth, was yeah. so bad yeah, that they, let, they are. They didn't even finish third. They let in 15 goals in six games. Like that's, that's remarkably awful. bad. That's awful. Against um, Copenhagen and Galatasaray. I mean, to be fair, they did play Bayern Munich one twice. And well, so like, okay, well... 
I didn't even name them. So just <laughs> ignore them. It's Copenhagen and Galatasaray. Yeah, letting Galatasaray score six goals on you in the group is not ideal. Um, not going to win a lot of games like that. No, certainly not. Um, and they didn't win a lot of games. Uh, but Yeah, this I, was a, a remarkable this, game. It's a, it's a good point for United and a terrible point for Liverpool, right? I think Tamzi just told us yeah. it was the the worst game of the season for for Liverpool, uh, the worst results of the season, um, and I don't know how much of that is hyperbole because it's Manchester United and Liverpool fans really dislike um, Liverpool, or uh, Manchester United, United, excuse me, United. but it does seem it does seem like a bad result because United were down, they're down so many injuries and they've just been playing so poorly recently. Yeah, I I watched a, a bit of the game, um, a good a good chunk of it, yeah. and Liverpool. I mean, the the stats sh- says it all with the thirty four shots, but it always felt in the, in the chunk that I watched, Liverpool are going to score any minute. Yeah. I, I mean, they have complete control of this game, and that's how they that's how they've been under Klopp. Well, well, since they once Klopp got the ship turned around. Yeah. Their mo is once one goes in, they're yeah. scoring five. Yeah, the like flood, once, w- yeah, yeah, that's it. Breaks, and then yeah. they just they they smell blood in the water. They get one, they're getting three. Yeah. Like that's just how they are. And I I felt I, watching it, I'm like, oh, they're gonna they're gonna put four, four or five past them. Like they're it's gonna be a repeat of last year. But it just they never found the back of the net. I mean, I'm not complaining. Um, Liverpool dropped yeah, points this weekend. Me neither. Manchester City <laughs> dropped points this weekend. Um, it City, helps, helps me. City drew 2-2 uh, against Crystal Palace. Another 90th plus minute penalty conceded by Manchester City. They did it against they did it against Chelsea. They've done it against Palace now. Um, they are the most reckless team in the Premier League. <laughs> City uh, City now sit five points behind first place Arsenal. Um, obviously, that's not a that's not a significant um, that's not a significant point total, um, but it is a worrying trend that their uh, their last five games they've only managed one win, three draws, and a loss. Uh, that is not a, a a last five that you would expect from Manchester City. Um, I do want to point out to yeah. Brad, who is not here. So uh, yeah, let's po- you're listening. yeah, let's point it out, Brad. In in his not so articulate words, I will paraphrase for him: <laughs> a historically bad run of the likes of which we have not seen since the last time Sheffield was promoted. Okay, for Tottenham, this was the worst team on earth. We are. In a a Grand Canyon size hole, we have dug for ourselves, according to Brad. And like I said, the likes of which haven't seen haven't been seen since the Sheffield and Norwich's single digit point total. We are six points off the lead, and one point behind City. Yeah, that's interesting. I meant to um I meant to look it up, and maybe I will uh, I'll look it up uh, before tomorrow's episode. Um, comparing what the Premier League looked like after 17 games played last season to see what the point totals were. Um, Because I think in the first 19 matches, Arsenal had like 50 points, something like that. Um, And they were top of the table with 50 points, I think. Um, Now, obviously, um, 
obviously can't do that again um, because two more games top is what, like 45 points. So uh, I did, I did also see that when we were on fifth, so from 15th to 15 games to the 16th game, I believe. Yes. So the win there from, from 16 games or yeah, 15 games played to 16 games played that win put us over our first half total from last year, which was also, uh, no, it was not a good start. That was two years ago. So we are off to quite a remarkable, quite a remarkable start. No, that was, that was Conte. We had a record start last year. That's great. So through 17 games last year, Tottenham had 30 points through 17 games this year. Tottenham are on 33. So they're three points better. Um, through 17 games last year, Arsenal had 44 points. City had 39 points. Um, so City are five points worse. Arsenal are five points worse. Um, Liverpool are are uh, twenty point, twenty points or ten points better. So like, um, interesting. Yeah. I just I, I meant to I meant to look that up before we before we but, started recording for them. Just interesting. But it, but we I mean we did this last week. But it, it really is. I, I just was thinking about it today. And I know we're going long here, but you look. It would not surprise me if if four. There is about four or five teams that would not surprise me if they won the league, and Tottenham are one of them. Yeah, um, and I, I, it's it's just five, like five or six incredible teams. At this, this at this point in the season, um, you have to say that Tottenham are still in the title race. Um, yeah. it would be foolhardy to to say that they're not in the title race. Um, so, And all of these teams in the top five will drop points between here and the end of the season. It's not like any of these teams are yeah. winning their next 21 games. So, Especially when you can, when you take into the account that when we were healthy, yeah, we were top of the table. Yeah. Then, then we weren't healthy, which every team's going to – us in Newcastle, we're vibing fifth and sixth, like just trying to – I mean, they they had a 17-year-old score on the weekend. Like <laughs> – they're, they're trying their best, man, and so are we. But uh, when you could take that into consideration, if we get healthy and start going on a run again, where you know where will we end up? Who knows? Yeah. So we'll see. Um, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see over the course of the uh, second half of the season once we get there. Um, and you'll be ha- you'll be happy to know that Van de Ven is ahead of schedule. Well, so is uh, so is Jury and Timber. Just so you know, uh, I know you forgot about him. But uh, but that was an ACL though. He's not yeah. going to be back this year. He's going to be back this year. This Apparently. season, we're going to register. Wow. Him. We're, we're going to register him for the uh, the round of sixteen in the Champions League. Um, a wow. word on the, word on the street is that we're going to register him. So I wouldn't expect him. The first leg is I think February twenty first. That was August. It was, that was August like the first. August, week? I think it was August twelfth. Like the first the first day the first. Match so we're week. five five months in. That is incredible. Um. So I mean, like Mar- I think March twelfth or something like that is the second leg of the round of sixteen. Um, so that's what like August to March is. Is that eight months? That's um, August that's five four, to the, five to seven, the end of the year. That's eight, seven, eight months. Yeah, five. Yeah, six six minus one is five. Oh, yeah, and five. then plus yeah. three, plus three. Yeah. All right. Well, there we go. Um, Sean math. quick, quick maths. Uh, yeah. the two historians together, we'll, we'll figure out a math problem eventually. Um, 
uh, drop a comment uh, on the uh, episode below. Uh, send your commiserations to Brad. I'm sure he will see them and respond to them all. Right, Brad? Right? Yep. Um, hit us up on Twitter. Uh, that guy over there is at whiteheart underscore Sean. Uh, I am at James Tiffany collectively. We can be reached at redcard underscore radio. Brad is at KS Brad G. Check back tomorrow. We will have a preview of, um, I, I guess it's match week 18. Uh, it's it's the weekend coming up, and then uh, I don't know if we're going to talk about Boxing Day, but we might. Um, but until then, we will see you guys. Uh, share this with a, with a friend, and uh, we will talk to you all soon. Uh, have a good one.